Welcome to your Life by Design podcast, the show that will have you seeing how magical you truly are so you can start designing a desired and fulfilled life. Hi, I'm Karen Galway, a certified human design reader, a 6-3 manifesting generator, and an energetic embodiment coach who is completely obsessed with helping you step out from your shadows and leap into your light. And in true 6-3 manifesting generator form, this podcast will not just be about human design, but rather the tools you need to call in the desires in all areas of your life. View it as your tool book, not your rule book. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This podcast is for the women who are ready to become paradigm shifters, subconscious mind wizards, and healers of their own life. They are ready to rediscover themselves so that they can fully show up as who they came here to be and live a life by their design. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode. I am excited to talk to you about this topic that if you heard the first episode, you heard me say that I'm recording at the time of having a cast on because I broke my ankle and this is still true for right now. I still have a cast on. I'm actually in my room sitting on my bed recording this because I can't get down to my office, which is in the basement. And this, I'm in week five of six weeks. So in about a week or so, I'll get this cast taken off and I don't know what to expect after that. I think I probably will get a brace put on, start some physical therapy. I don't know how much mobility I have, but these past five weeks has taught me so much. And what I tell people is this break that I had was a gift that I didn't realize I needed. And so I learned several lessons because of this and I wanted to share them with you. But let's back up a little bit and let me talk to you about what happened and where I was with everything and and all that stuff. So My parents were visiting for Christmas and things were just really crazy. I was really busy with my work. My kids, you know, they come home from school, they have their homework, then they would have their sports that they go to. It was a very busy, busy time. And to the point where when I go back to work, I don't even know what that's going to look like because I don't, it needs to change basically is what I'm saying. And I don't know how that's going to look. So I will update you on that when that happens. But, and so it was, I think middle of December and it had snowed. It it happened on a Friday, but it has snowed on Thursday and it was a very light snow. Didn't seem to be sticking. My daughter had to go to school in the morning. And so I just put on gym shoes on because it wasn't a lot of snow down. I didn't have my boots on that had like, that would grip onto the ice or anything. And when I walked out, I realized very, very quickly that the front steps were just a sheet of ice and I slipped down the steps and broke my ankle. So that's what happened there. And fortunately, my parents were there. My my dad was able to take me to the urgent care because my husband had a very important meeting that he had to go to. So, so anyways, that is what happened. And I thought I was going to have a, a boot on, you know, you can get these soft they called them soft casts and that wasn't the case when I went to the orthopedic podiatrist he put me in a hard cast and I laughed because he said that come back in three weeks and we'll do another x-ray and we'll probably just move you into a soft cast and so three weeks later got the cast taken off did the x-ray and he put me back in another hard cast so it's like I said five weeks of this which has been very challenging in different ways but so eye-opening and so here's what I've learned these past five weeks recovering from a broken ankle. The first thing is, and 
this is, was a download that I had that came in very strong. I think a couple days into it, I was working my way back down the stairs, sitting on my butt, sliding down the steps because I just don't feel comfortable going down the steps with my crutches. And as I was making my way to the couch, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to write this down. And what came through to me was your body will show you what your soul wants you to hear. And basically your body is always communicating with you. Like your soul is always communicating with you. Things are happening that you have a choice either listen to or not listen to. And in in my experience and with this particular experience, I've had multiple signs to tell me to slow down and I didn't. And so usually when there's a lesson that you need to learn in what I've discovered with my own life and then just talking to other people and you know what I know to be true about how kind of the universe operates is if there's a lesson that you need to learn, these lessons get repeated over and over again and then they get stronger. And this is even true for lessons that you need to learn in a lifetime that you don't learn. It gets passed on to the next lifetime. And sometimes these lessons get bigger and stronger because you have to learn them to be able to learn your lesson and expand the soul and be able to then step into your lessons that were designed for your lifetime and not carrying on other people's lessons as well. And my body was communicating with me. I was, you know, I felt very burnt out. And it was one of those things where this will lead me to the, to the next lesson soon, but where I kept, like I kept doing a lot because it was easier for me to just take things on and to explain what needed to be done. And I know there's a lot of women out there, especially moms who really feel this as well. And so I just didn't, I just kept going. And so this was my sign to stop and slow down and to really pay attention to what my body is communicating. And this lesson, this break was the lesson that I needed to receive. And in fact, it was on my right foot. Your right side, your body is all about masculine masculine energy. So if you have any in- injuries on the right side of your body, it's usually have to do with like this masculine energy. And depending on what part of the body that it's broken on, there's more, more lessons to be learned with that. So the right ankle that I was told by a healer, it was all about being able to receive, but also be able to have joy and not feel guilty from for having joy. And so... I put a lot of things on the back burner because in my mind, it was just, I needed to get things done. And so that masculine doing energy, right? We have feminine and masculine energy. Feminine is all about receiving. Masculine is all about doing. And it's not that you have to be one or the other. And this is true for both men and women. It's not that you have to be one or the other. It's being able to how to balance the divinity in both. And so as women, we often try to prove our worth through the doing and we don't necessarily do the receiving. And so my body was like, you need to slow the F down so you can learn the lessons that we're trying to teach you. So that was the first one. So always be paying attention to your body and like check in with yourself um, and listen to what it has to say. The next lesson that I learned was productivity doesn't equal power. That was another download that kind of came in around that same time as the first one where my power, my worth got identified with what I could do, right? And that, again, speaks to that masculine energy and being able to do more, take on more and almost like from a point of a place of like, oh, look how powerful I am. I'm able to do all of this. Now, throwing human design in just a little bit. As a manifesting generator, we do have a lot of like powerful energy. And so sometimes we can get caught up in like doing so much, even if it's not aligned, because we just have all this energy to use up. And so we might 
end up just doing more and more and more because that we feel like we have the capability of taking on the burnout and the issues run in is when you're taking on things that do not feel aligned. And so for me, I was taking things on and then had almost, there was some pride in that, but then, you know, sitting back and not being able to do anything for six weeks, like literally sitting on my butt, I, I did not have that productivity. So where did my power come from? Then I realized it's the power that comes from within. Right. And so when I've and I've known that on a logical sense, I knew that it's your I mean, that's what I do with human design readings is really dive into your chart and help you see where your gifts are and where your power lies. But then it's embodying that and then also competing with the conditioning and the programming that we have, or for me anyways, that I've had about about productivity. And so the lesson was just the power comes from within. I'm still freaking powerful. In fact, I've accomplished so much more sitting on my butt, like aligned, doing aligned things, not because I have to, but things that feel good over these past five, six weeks than I've done in a really long time. And I was able to meditate more. I was able to just calm my mind and like really tap into my power, which did not come from the productivity. It came from just the embodiment and the knowing of it. So, all right, the next one, I lesson that I learned, and I, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to resonate with this, and I'm going to spin it in a way that you might not have even thought to look at it this way, but the next lesson I learned through this is really learning how to receive, and I've already kind of talked about where I would take on a lot of stuff and not ask for help because it was just easier for me to do than to tell you what needed to be done. Plus, I might not have liked it the way that you did it. So, you know, there's that control piece. So I'm just going to do it. And when people would ask for help, I'm like, oh, no, I don't need it. I don't need help. It's fine. Where, But at the same time, kind of muttering and complaining under my breath, like, oh, my gosh, I just I'm doing too much. And, you know, and so it's like, you know, you're doing too much, but you don't want to take on the help. And if someone's going to help, then there's like this need to like control the way that it's done. And so this had put me in a place where I did not have, I could not control how people helped me. I could not say no. I literally had people bringing me things, helping me with stuff, helping me get up, helping me like take my crutches. I mean, at the beginning where I was in a lot of pain, it was my husband even helping me with the shower and everything. It was so being able to receive and do it in a way where I'm not going to judge it, right? I'm I'm in this place of receiving and it's okay to receive. I think, again, for a lot of women and, and moms where we just wear so many hats, it's just we get caught up in I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, that we don't slow down to receive. And this is where the spin comes in where if I can't receive help from someone, if I get, you know, if my husband wants to drive us somewhere and he takes a different route that in my mind is slower, you know, I can't complain about it because I can't take over and I can't drive, right? So it was a lot of, it was a very humbling experience to just let go and let people take care of you. But if you can't receive help and you feel guilty for receiving help, or if you can't receive a compliment and you feel like you need to deflect it, like if someone says, oh, I love what you're wearing today, you look great. And you're like, oh, this thing, you know, this is old. I had this a while ago. Or, oh, thank you, but blah, blah, blah. You deflect it because it feels uncomfortable to receive. If you can't receive 
at any you know point of someone giving you anything, compliment, help, or whatever, how can you receive money coming into your life? So deflecting a compliment is basically the same thing as saying, no, you don't want this check coming your way. In order to be able to receive abundance coming into your life, you need to know how to be able to receive help and compliments and all that stuff. And this really taught me of like how much I really wanted to be in control and how my life did not fall apart when I wasn't in control. In fact, my life was enriched more because it also gave people the opportunity to do things that they wanted to do. You know, some people really wanted to help. Like I know for my husband and and I've heard this with from like a lot of wives talking about their husband or just hearing about men in general where they want to help their wives, right? And their wives are like, no, I got this. But helping their wife is also a way of them showing like being in their divine masculinity and helping them. And so if I kept saying, no, I don't want it, I'm not giving him the opportunity to showcase his divinity and I'm not able to showcase my feminine divinity of receiving. And so while yes, I received a lot of help. It went a lot further than that in in teaching this lesson of how to let go, how to receive, how to really enjoy receiving. And so then I'm okay with being able to receive abundance in however way it comes my way. All right. So the next thing that lesson that, you know, I've always known this to be true, but boy, this was really, this drove, it drove it home with this break. Um, you are always creating your life, right? We, we hear a lot about manifesting and, and I'm a true believer, you know, like you create your life. What Your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. And if you don't like how your outer world looks, then we need to go inward and, and really think about what are the thoughts that we're they're thinking and the words that we're telling us and, and what are the beliefs and, and that we're believing that may not even be true. And so we'll go into that in a different episode on, on beliefs and challenging beliefs, but you're always creating your, your life. And so leading up to before this break happened, when things felt very chaotic in my life, where I felt being pulled in so many directions and working until a certain hour and trying to get dinner on the table and the kids needed to go to places and my husband, we would like literally be two ships passing and just taking the kids and taking them where they need to go, I would often say... I need a sabbatical. I want to go on a sabbatical. I want to take a a break from the speech therapy that I do. You know, I I talked about in the first episode that I am a speech therapist, a very part-time, but I wanted to go on sabbatical. And I would often say like, oh gosh, I just need a break. I just need a break. And I got delivered a figurative and literal break, a sabbatical. Uh, I mean, I got delivered everything I was asking for. And, and so we need to understand that, and, and I'm not saying that every single person that's saying that they want to go, they, they need a break or need a sabbatical is going to break their ankle, but I am saying that we need to be mindful of the words that we're, we're saying. And if I felt like things were so overwhelming, it I need to take a step back and take a look at that. Like what, how, what changes can I make in my life that where I wouldn't feel so burnt out and so overwhelmed. So how can I shift that? And that's actually going to lead me to the next lesson that I learned where, you know, if you have a bunch of time, if you were, if you kind of were given like a reset button, you're like, okay, here's a bunch of time. What would you want to do? 
Would you want to still do what you're doing? Or do you want to do something else? And I had a lot of time on my hands. And I'm like, you know what? What really lights me up is really talking about how your personal power and how to really recognize who you are. And I would love to do a podcast and I would love to like, you know, do this and this and this and gave me an opportunity. Like if, if I'm 90 years old and my, you know, my, the end of my life is, is nearby, am I going to be happy that I took the safe route? Or am I going to be happy that I took a challenge and decided to do something that lit me up where I did not know where this was going to lead me? And so it was such an eye opening, like, what do I want to do? And now that I have this podcast started that when I'm back to fully functioning and kind of going back to some of the things that I did before the break, I'm definitely going to have more intention, more flow in my life, more slowing down and being able to do the things that I want. Actually having more flow and more joy in my life is a big intention for me for this year. And I think this, like I said, the break was like a big reset button for me. And this leads to the last lesson that I learned is what, what truly lights me up? What is it that's something that I would, I just want to do and love to do and how can I do more of it? And so if I was burnt out, I couldn't do the things that would light me up, right? Because I didn't make time for it. In fact, within the first week of breaking my ankle and sitting on the couch and not being able to run off and rush anywhere, my daughter, my 12-year-old said to me, mommy, you're nicer now that you don't have anywhere to go than when you're rushing off somewhere. And that hit home hard, right? What, what am I teaching my kids to be able to just take on and take on and take on, and take on, do for others and do for others and not do things for me and not do things that light me up. And so this year is going to be such a year of intention and year of doing things that bring me joy and year of things that make me feel so fulfilled and happy that like filling up my cup so much that I don't feel depleted when I'm helping others. All right, that is it. Those were, I think, seven lessons that I shared uh, that I learned from breaking my ankle. (laughs) I really appreciate, again, your time to listen to this podcast. If you want to learn more about me, just go ahead and follow me on Instagram at I am Karen Galway. I also have a freebie for those who share this episode with others and tag me on Instagram you will get a free guide to walking yourself through your own human design chart so you don't feel as overwhelmed. I break down different parts of the chart that you understand. All right, thank you again, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I understand how valuable your time is and am honored that you spent it with me. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love it if you could leave a five-star rating as well as a review on Apple Podcasts. This just takes a few minutes, but it would mean so much to me as I work to get my message out to the world. And as a thank you for your support, if you screenshot this podcast episode, post it on Instagram stories and tag me at I am Karen Galway, I will send you a free guide to understanding your human design so that you can start living a life by your design. I'll see you on the next episode.